Perfection doesn't exist. It don't exist, yo. We're, we're in a time right now where people expect perfection. You expect perfection. I don't know where this came from. I don't know what happened that this is the criteria for living. My true understanding is, all right, you got one life. And that one life, the goal for us is to live it to the best of our ability from the beginning to what's said the end. In the middle, in the beginning, middle, you're going to do things, you're going to make mistakes, you're going to fuck up. You're supposed to learn and then move forward with the understanding of what not to do. And when you move forward, life may get better, it may not, but somewhere along the lines it's going to click. And everything that I went through back here was supposed to happen so that now that I'm here, I'm able to go ahead with such a high level of knowledge and I can make other people better. I can make myself better. I can do more for my family. Something happens. Something happens. And that's in every single life. In every life. I understand that. There's a payoff for bad eventually. There's a payoff. It can't be bad, but for so long. If you got the strength and the understanding to realize that, shit will change. And that was your Monday motivation from Kevin Hart. Shout out to Kevin Hart, recovering at the moment. No one's really heard from him since the accident. Hope my mates were full recovery still, even though I don't know him, but still sad what happened. But yeah, this week, we're going to be talking about car technology. The new BMW 3 Series has got some interesting features to do with voice, intelligent, personal assistance. Hey, we're talking Night Rider level stuff. Like, we are fully in the future. Also, we're going to be talking about Uber, what's happening with the license. Uber had to reapply for their license back in 2017. What is going on with that? People having a nap behind the wheel of a Tesla. And also, we're going to be talking about Amazon and their new product lineup and some new developments with Alexa that you might want to hear about. All of that and more coming up after the intro. Are you sure you can blame it on social media? Alexa is good for business. Spending money makes you money. Bitcoin down more than 30% this week. Redesigned. You've got to put in the effort every single day. Running a business isn't for everyone. They need role models and not just movie stars and athletes. We are the digital influencers. They're creating content. There's no denying the power of digital media, but it also poses a real challenge. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Redesign Podcast. It's Andrew, also known as Mr. Box. This is episode 46. And yeah, welcome back to another episode, the podcast where we talk about digital culture, technology, social change, entrepreneurship, all of that stuff. Yeah, last day of the month and that. Summer is gone. How are you feeling right now? Seems like uh, there's been a very rapid shift in temperature. Time to get out of the winter garments, even though it's only autumn. Apparently we've got a hurricane on the way to us. I hope we don't get battered, you know. It's a little bit peak mill. But anyway, let's crack on with this week's podcast. I think I made a break from this cab, boys. I don't think I can do this fucking much longer. I fucking hate it. I fucking hate London. I hate the customers. I hate every cunt 
that sticks their fucking end up just had some dopey fucking bird at the shard she gets in and I think she said 33 Cannon Street so I've said to her what near Cannon Street station and she said well I'll tell you when we're there I'm not quite sure so she gets in I drive her over to Cannon Street I must have been sitting on the shard for 20 minutes you know a poxy little job like that I said right we're, we're coming into Cannon Street and she said well this isn't it I don't recognize this I said well it might be the other bit of Cannon Street as it goes across in towards St Paul's she went no this ain't it at all she said are we on Tanner Street I went you said Cannon Street she said no I said Tanner Street I went, oh you don't be cunt I thought don't be fucking law cunt I've got to go home. I'm going to kill someone. If I sit in this cab for another fight, and that's my first fucking job of the day. First fucking job. Cunt. I've got to go home or I'm going to kill some cunt today. I've just fucking derved up, come in to do a fucking late shift, and I can't face it. I will end up killing some cunt. Get out of my way, you cyclist cunt. So Uber have recently been granted a two-month extension to their London licence. This was just last Wednesday after their application to renew their private hire operating license in London. Uh, yeah, it's been denied again by regulators. Gridlock from Trafalgar Square to Parliament. Thousands of London's black cab drivers block lanes in protest against the app-based car service Uber. It's not about us being afraid of technology. All we're saying is that if you're going to use technology to do this job, you have to comply with the laws and regulations of the country. The demonstrators say Uber avoids paying taxes by presenting itself as an IT company. They're also unhappy that Uber drivers aren't subjected to the same rules, specifically passing the knowledge, a famously rigorous test requiring drivers to memorize thousands of routes and destinations across London. We are not standing for this Uber um, business anymore. We've, we've worked four years on our knowledge to pass and to get this badge. Uber says there is no reason black cabs and its drivers can't coexist. Founded in San Francisco seven years ago, Uber has taken on taxi services with a simple app often offering cheaper rides. So what does the road ahead look like for Uber on the global market? Well, Brad Siffling joins us live from Los Angeles for more. So let's start with the biggest consequences for Uber when it comes to this latest decision to extend the license. So it's interesting that Uber is, you know, people are looking at this ruling around the world as um, kind of a precedent for moving forward as well as the classification in California that's happening. So this license extension, it's only good for two months. What's the, the strategy behind extending it for such a short period of time? Well, at the end of the day, Uber really needs to prove to London why they deserve to drive alongside the knowledge cab drivers who are well experienced and well regulated. Um, and I don't think that necessarily that they are. So let us know how we got here. Walk us through the criticisms that led up to Uber coming under fire. Yeah, so just like many tech companies, Uber has moved in and really is starting to ask for forgiveness instead of asking for permission like they should have. And I really do think if they would have just come to the cities beforehand and just asked for permission to operate there, that they'd probably have about half the rules that they are currently expected to have. And we certainly saw a lot of pushback from traditional taxi drivers. How are they being affected? 
Yeah, well, you know, traditional taxi drivers like in New York City or London, it's a very expensive and uh, very lengthy time process to become one. And so in this Uber category, it's really just uh, exploiting the vagueness of the laws. And at the end of the day, those taxi drivers, those costs of the licenses drove the cost of the cab. Um, and Uber is just not paying that. So expand on that for us, the, the taxi driver qualifications in London. Just how tough and expensive is the process compared to other major cities like New York? It's a very, very tough process. Uh, they have over 300 routes that they have to memorize, and uh, it's also a very expensive process. It's, um, they, they say it's like uh, taking a law exam or, or a medical exam to become a doctor, actually. Goodness. Well, we know that there are also a lot of rivals for Uber on top of everything else. Who are their biggest competitors in England? Yeah, well, um, one of the biggest competitors just around the world is going to be Lyft. Um, right now, they only operate mostly domestically in the U.S., but they have the same classification and regulatory issues as Uber does. So then can we expect Uber's rivals then to, to face similar scrutiny? I do. I do think that they're going to face similar scrutiny. And uh, as people look at this ruling of the license in London, as well as the uh, classification ruling in California, I think it's really going to set the precedence for uh, cities around the globe on how they view ride-sharing uh, services and how it really shapes the businesses moving forward. Now, we've seen this latest ruling in London, and as you mentioned, also the ruling in California. Is this the beginning of a trend, or is this something that could be limited to Uber? No, I really do think it is a trend. And uh, like I mentioned, they're, they're asking for forgiveness, not permission, just like most tech companies are these days, uh, just like Airbnb or, or Bird. Um, and you know, as lawmakers catch up to the technology and catch up to this, uh, they're going to set time uh, for, for regulation, and their time is coming. And seeing how Uber is now, since it was the biggest one that really put itself out there first, in terms of opportunities then for rivals who are watching what's happening with Uber, what sort of opportunities could there be for them? Yeah, there definitely are, are tons of opportunities outside of the actual ride. Uh, so there's Uber Eats now, um, which is another you know, low margin business. And they're also trying to go into more self-driving cars. Um, so they're trying to diversify away from this specific, you know, taxi cab culture and, and into other businesses. All right, thank you so much. Brett Stifling there, investment advisor representative at Gerber Kawasaki. So TFL have given Uber. If you don't know what Uber is, I don't know where you've been hiding, where you've been living. It's a ride hailing app that most of us use to get around when we're not driving ourselves. It's one of the most convenient ways to get around in the city. I don't know why the government and the black taxi drivers are so mad right now. I don't know what their beef is with Uber. Um, a lot of people will lose out if the app ceases to operate in the UK or London. And that's the question I have. Like, is it just a London license? Or if their application gets denied, will they not be able to operate outside of London? But before we talk about that, this is the second time in two years that TfL has rejected Uber's application for a full operating license. So back in 2017, um, after their first five-year licensing period, TfL said Uber wasn't a fit and proper firm and they obviously voiced concerns about passenger safety and stuff like that. So off the back of that, they were given a 15-month provisional license. So yeah, it's very shaky ground for Uber right now. What is going to happen? Imagine life without Uber. 
Uber. I mean, the black taxi drivers, yeah, I can understand why they're angry about Uber basically taking a lot of their clientele. But to be honest, we weren't going to all be jumping in black taxis anyway, realistically. When was the last time you went in a black taxi? in and around London. Most of us were either taking like mini cabs or driving around ourselves. A black taxi? Unless you're like bulling, I don't know. I mean, let me know what your thoughts are. Don't forget if you want to chime in on the conversation, use the hashtag RedesignPod on Twitter. Let me know when was the last time you went in a black taxi? I mean, to be honest with you, you got to rate black taxi drivers because for one, they spend a long time learning all of the streets of London. Like, you know, it's like, a very intensive um, examination they have to pass so that they master all the streets in London so they know every route possible but the thing is with technological change these things don't matter it doesn't matter how talented or skilled you are when technology comes to disrupt there is no turning back it's kind of like reminds me of like DJ saying oh, real DJs play vinyl Mate, nobody cares whether you're breaking your back carrying 10 crates of vinyl to the club. No one cares anymore. Nobody cares. They just want to enjoy the music. They don't care. Same with like black taxis. I don't think they offer any additional benefits, no additional security, nothing like that. Because at the end of the day, if you want to be an Uber driver, you still have to be registered. You still have to pass, you know, background checks and stuff like that. So is this really about safety or is it a money thing? I beg someone from the government come and confirm this. Someone from TFL. Is this really a money? Is this a money thing? Or is it about passenger safety? Tell us the truth. Yeah, it's a sticky situation in general. Like I can't imagine going back. I would actually love to hear from a black taxi driver to see what they actually think about what's going on with you know all these ride hailing apps and stuff how it's affecting their business and another question is how come that black taxi drivers can't join these apps as well why can't they use the apps to get business as well is that prohibited or is that uh, something is that something is that a personal choice of theirs or do they feel like they're you know working with the enemy in doing so are they facilitating their own downfall by you know using these apps because i don't see how it would actually impact them negatively in fact because if you think about uh, black taxis they're concentrated mainly around london anyway so wouldn't it be like useful if they use the apps to expand their business outside of these borders london surrounding counties and all other places in the uk wouldn't it make sense i don't know if you are a taxi driver yourself and you're listening to the pod it'd be uh, great if you could get in touch and uh, i would love to understand more about why uh, london taxi drivers have such an issue with ride hailing apps such as uber the thing is it takes a lot of hard work to qualify as a, as a london taxi driver but i don't think that suspending uber's license is a progressive move because eventually when all these taxi drivers retire who is going to want to study for the knowledge like who's going to want to do that when you know that you could just work for yourself as a using a ride hailing app you're talking about gen z these people born after 1995 or 1996 i don't think they're going to be interested in studying for years and years and years learning all the different roads of london when they can rely on an app or gps like why would you why would you care to memorize all of that stuff it's an old way of doing things society never goes back technology wise so why why would it happen when it comes to being a taxi driver you might as well just embrace the technology but that's just my personal opinion anyway you see the thing with history it always has a funny way of repeating itself this happened around the industrial revolution where uh, machinery was replacing skilled craftsmen and um 
like people were going around damaging the equipment and they made it a criminal offence obviously to damage um, the equipment that they had in the factories because it was taken away from it was impacting their livelihoods the skilled craftsmen exactly the same thing is happening with taxi drivers you study for four years to do the knowledge but there's a faster more efficient more cost effective way for people to get around it's the barrier to entry to becoming a driver is a lot lower so that means that you're going to have more competition that's just the way technology works it's not the only industry to be affected and i kind of sympathize with them because that's all they know and that's they thought they had a job for life everyone feels that you know if they work hard they should always be compensated but that's not how business works it never works for any business being a taxi driver is a business you're a self-employed business owner that's what it is and unfortunately technology comes to disrupt every business i mean look at the likes of blockbuster look at the likes of kodak look at the likes of nokia when that new innovation happens there's nothing you can do to stop it you either evolve or become extinct i'm not sure why london taxi drivers can't create their own app or for example tfl they're the ones you know saying that um uber are not fit for purpose they're not following rules and regulations and stuff like that what is stopping transport for london who have successfully created their oyster card system contactless they've got all of that technology what is stopping them from creating an app where people can actually call a taxi and have the same conveniences and the same features as like uber and like things like lyft or bolt what is stopping them from doing that i personally think it's a money thing worldwide and to be honest with you it's gonna be like the fruit and veg store you know like the the traditional fruit and veg store where you go and get your fruit and veg from on the sunday market that's gonna disappear no one's gonna want to do that anymore we're talking about gen z's who has really got time to study four years to do the knowledge when you've got google maps seriously i don't think it's happening it's gonna you know i don't know what's gonna happen with uber whether that i mean they've got two months left for their license i hope they can continue because it will be it'll be really bad for like the the consumers and and another thing is the types of people that will take a black taxi anyway they're always going to take a black taxi because they can afford it that's that's their thing that's what they want like people didn't just stop using black taxis because uber arrived people just those people just didn't use black taxis anyway because they couldn't afford it so i'm not sure how the black taxis are really going to lose out that much and and again like i said i might be wrong but why can't they coexist why can't they have their own app or why can't they use or integrate into the app why can't uber and tfl come to some sort of agreement or like even in other countries where this is a problem in france in canada why can't they all work together i think it's a money thing everyone just wants that the biggest slice of the pie no one wants to share i guess that is human nature Seriously, you really can't fight technology. Reading a book at the moment, uh, well, actually listening to a book at the moment called Augmented um, on Audible. It's a really good book. You should check it out. Talking about technology and the changes that we've seen in the last 200 years and what's going to happen in the future just by looking at what's happened in the past. And this is one of the things that they talked about where, you know, there's literally unrest because people are afraid of the future. They're afraid of losing their livelihoods. And the funny thing is 45% of jobs within the next 10, 20 years are going to be automated. I mean, what are they going to do when cars are fully autonomous? You know, you just get out the app and you dial the taxi and Johnny Cab will arrive and take you to your destination. What's going to happen then? Listen, you can't fight progress. You can't fight the future.
the technology is already here. The future is already here. It's just not evenly distributed. And that's a quote. I can't remember who said it. Um, I'll put it up on the Insta at some point. But yeah, it's already here. Yeah, let me know what your thoughts are again. Use the hashtag RedesignPod on Twitter. Don't forget you can follow me on the socials as well at Andrew underscore CBX, both on Instagram and Twitter. So let's move on. What we going to do right here is go back. Way back. Back into time. Well, I've heard that in the um, future, a uh, computer like this would be as, as normal as a color TV is now. So you want to get one? Yes. All right. Might as well put on some music. All these weird gadgets, you think they'd give you a radio? What would you like to hear? What the hell was that? Do you wish further information on Silicon Valley? Hell no, I want to know who you are and how you're listening in. There's no reason for increased volume. I am scanning your interrogatives quite satisfactorily. I am the voice of Night Industry 2000's microprocessor. K-I-T-T for easy reference. A kit if you prefer. No, I don't prefer. And what's more, I don't intend to drive around in a car that talks back to me. So either Devin pulls your plug or you get yourself another driver. I am not qualified to overrule your wishes. Well, that's real good to hear, Kit. Because I don't want to hear another peep out of you until I can get a call off the Devons. So clam up. I'm going to listen to some good music and don't offer any suggestions. I'll choose my own. As you wish, Mr. Knight. But since you are still recovering from your ordeal and I detect we're in a slightly irritable mood caused by fatigue, may I suggest you put the car in the autocruise mode for safety's sake? No, you may not. And that's final. Good night. Good night. I can't believe this. A car that talks back to me. The new BMW 3 Series 2019. Hey, listen, we're in the future right now. We're fully able to talk to our vehicles. Obviously, it starts with a lot of the luxury brands and then it filters down into more of the accessible, more of the accessible car manufacturers over time. Um, already, we're not really listening to radio. We're listening to music over Bluetooth in the car. Um, you've got personal assistants like Alexa, Google Home and Siri, of course, with um, Apple devices. And now BMW have recently implemented an intelligent personal voice assistant in their cars, such as the new 3 Series. Let's jump to a quick snippet. The all-new BMW 3 Series is the first one to feature the new BMW Intelligent Personal Assistant. So let's find out just how intelligent it really is. Now, the wake-up word is, hey BMW, but of course you could change that to whatever you want. But let's give it a try. Hey BMW, what can you do for me? I can control various functions for you. There's a reason it's called Intelligent Personal Assistant. It learns your habits and behaviours, allowing you to automate more things as you go, freeing up time and headspace for the important things in life. If you always turn your seat heating on at a specific temperature, then the Intelligent Personal Assistant will recognise this and offer to automatically turn it on when that temperature is reached. 
cars these days are packed with cool new functions and features. But while being hugely helpful, they also make things a little bit more complex. And that's where the assistant comes in as your personal car expert. Let me give you an example. Hey, BMW. How do I use the child lock? Push the locking lever on the rear doors up. The door can now be opened from the outside only. If you need to relax or feel a little tired while you're on the road, then the personal assistant can also help you with that. Hey, BMW, vitalize me. No problem. I've turned on the vitalize mode. It turns the ambient lights to green. It starts to play vitalizing music, drops the temperature, raises the aircon level, and automatically opens the shade of your sunroof. How sick is that? Being able to ask your car questions and your car talking to you. Like, this is, we're fully living in night Rider time. See, me, I would like to go and get that, but I don't know if I want to spend 30 racks on a new car. I don't even go anywhere. So, ugh, man, why wasn't this technology about when, like, when I was actually interested in buying cars? But I have to put this one on the wish list still, you know. I'm, I'm kind of liking that. But personally, I got kind of got my eye on the Tesla. Like, because I love technology so much, I've kind of got my eye on the Tesla. Not just because of the autonomous driving feature, which we'll talk about. There's actually a story, a bit of a mad story that's just come up recently about Teslas. And um, yeah, we're going to talk about that in a sec after the break. But yeah, Tesla, the most futuristic looking car. There's another car manufacturer on the market that no one really talks about called, called Lucid proper futuristic looking cars like we're there's now a new space for car manufacturers to come up with technology being the main selling point and autonomous driving and stuff like that how long do we have to wait until autonomous vehicles are fully on the roads probably not long because if you think about it when they were talking about electric cars at first it was a joke and you could only get like priuses and like um what's the other car that's um the Toyota Prius is the only electric car that um, I can actually think of off the top of my head. They're smaller ones like the Ego. Um, but when it, when the luxury brand started doing them, that's when people really started to pay attention. So you're starting to see like more places where you can actually plug in your car. That is actually a real thing. So a lot of the luxury brands are now doing hybrids. It's acceptable to drive a hybrid. So the technology has been fully adopted. A lot of people are opting for either electric or hybrid cars so now the next thing is autonomous vehicles so we're going to we're going to jump into a quick story after the break about autonomous vehicles I saw this in the Metro last week. Someone was spotted fast asleep at the wheel of a self-driving Tesla. Talk about being fully trusting of the technology. I think it's a little bit early to be falling asleep, mate. Like, I don't know if I would get that comfortable. So um, according to the Metro, um, a motorist was filmed fast asleep at the wheel of his self-drive Tesla on a busy highway. The car driver who was with his wife and children said we were going about 30 to 40 miles an hour when we saw him. The traffic had just started slowing down. There were cars pulling around him and changing lanes, but his car stayed in the same lane while we were next to him. He was totally out. None of us could believe it. My wife was screaming, call 911. She was really worried. Um, and it also goes on to say Tesla 
Tesla's autopilot function is capable of keeping the car in a lane and overtaking. However, users are advised to monitor the system and keep their hands on the wheel at all times. So the whole joke is, these are not fully autonomous vehicles, they're semi-autonomous. So you're not supposed to rely on it anyway. So people that are, you know, relying on this stuff are not even reading the bloody instructions. They don't even know about what it is that they've bought into. So it's not supposed to drive itself completely. You're still meant to be in control of the vehicle and alert and awake. That it's not it's not a replacement for it's not like having your own personal chauffeur. That's not how it runs. Um, so for all you guys out there, guys and girls who may be considering purchasing a Tesla, at present they are semi-autonomous. Doesn't mean that they won't be fully autonomous in the future, but at present they are only semi-autonomous and you're supposed to still be in control of the vehicle at least awake fuck's sake Things that make you go, hmm. did you know domain name registration so we're talking about like if you want to purchase a a .com or .co.uk for your business or for your brand did you know that these were still free in 1995. Up until 1995, it was free to register a web address. No one really knew what the internet was actually capable of back then, but it was a huge opportunity for people to own all kinds of domain names. Like these days, you could like the, the flip on domain names is is mad, especially .com ones. It's like it's almost like property prices. If you get a really simple domain, so for example, like game.com, DIY.com, or if you wanted to buy stuff like that they would literally cost you millions. It's like real estate. But imagine being Nostradamus. Imagine being Mystic Meg. Imagine having a crystal ball back in 1994, 1995, and you you actually believed that the internet would take off the way it did, and you owned all the big domain names, and you got them for free. Can you imagine how much money you would have made? Uh, it, It just makes me feel sick. But anyway, 1995... A company called Network Solutions was granted the rights to charge people for domain names. That was the beginning of when they started to charge people for domain names. And when they did start to charge, they were a lot more expensive than what they are today. Uh, so prices typically started at around $100 for two years of registration. Hmm? Hmm. Right, let's talk about Amazon. Amazon have been very busy this month. They just had another keynote event. So you know how like Apple do their event? Amazon does one as well. They do a keynote unveiling all their new products, services, and yeah, Amazon have been extremely busy. So they talked about uh, loads of different products. Next year, they're focusing a lot on the Internet of Things, IoT. So these are internet connected devices that you wear or they don't have screens. Basically, they're not computers, they're not phones. They are part of the Internet of things everyday things that we use that are connected to the internet so one of them was the amazon smart microwave where you can kind of scan your food using an app and it knows exactly how long to heat it for Uh, it knows all the intervals and stuff like that which is kind of sick also they've got um a pair of glasses when i first saw them i thought they were the ar glasses but we're not so we're not that far into the future yet i was thinking hold on wait are they just gonna casually release like smart glasses where you can actually see augmented reality with the lenses nah 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 it doesn't work like that so the ar the the glasses the smart glasses from amazon they're not ar glasses by the way the smart glasses from amazon allow you to access alexa through um these little microphones in the in the frames 
so you can kind of discreetly access um i don't want to keep saying the word because i might be setting off people's echoes and stuff do you know what i mean so i do apologize if i've just set off your personal assistant um but yeah you can access the ting through the glasses which is really interesting um also you've got a ring called the echo loop so you just you wear it looks like it looks quite um it looks quite demonic it's like a black ring and then you put it to your ear and then you can use the voice commands and find out like what the weather is or find directions or ask for like flight information or just ask whatever you want to ask the, the personal assistant and it's a ring and it i don't even know how it gets charged i think it, it works through pairing with your phone or something like that which is a bit mad still um but yeah very interesting times for a new way of accessing the internet so we're moving away from using screens and using our fingers to actually just talking to devices and extracting the information from there so amazon have uh, further developed the echo series so you've got the new echo studio and you've got a new range of amazon echoes so you've got the small one with the time on it and um, they've also improved their text-to-speech engine so it makes the voice actually sound a lot more natural like a real human being and speaking of that this is what i this is what i said in the beginning of the podcast i said there's some really interesting news this is going to be amazing so celebrity voices are coming to amazon alexa sorry if i set up i set off your your personal assistant again so samuel l jackson is going to be one of the voices on all the amazon echo products so if you ask for you know the football scores or if you ask what the weather is going to be or if you ask a general question you can have it respond in the voice of samuel l jackson just like we practiced ready i'm always ready showtime today in los angeles it's 85 degrees say my name Woo-hoo. oh aren't we organized <laughs> i'm not reminding you of- not bad for a rookie say rookie again i dare you that is crazy see i would <laughs> i would love to get that like you got an explicit mode so he, he will there will be the swearing in it you can expect a barrage of insults if you ask the wrong questions or ask dumb questions or repeat yourself too many times and he won't be the only celebrity so there are going to be other celebrities that will be introduced to this service finally guys Samuel L. Jackson is coming to your home via <laughs> Amazon's Alexa or maybe just showing up at your house I don't know who you are I don't know who you know um, he is the first celebrity voice for the virtual assistant there will be both an explicit version oh, yeah. and a clean version when the feature launches later this year it'll cost 99 cents as an introductory offer after that period the price jumps to 4.99 would you throw down Ooh. 99 cents for Samuel L. Jackson to be your Alexa voice no get the F up I think I might <laughs> really yeah. 99 cents. I per mean, Samuel you know how many people Jackson are going to do it? So many people are, yeah. <laughs> so many people are going to do this. I wouldn't. I no. like Alexa. Huh? You like Alexa's yeah. voice? Just to change it up sometimes, you know? Yeah. It's, I'm, I'm, it's probably pretty fun. I, I, it might just sound like broken and disjointed. I would kind of like, like a when, British voice, you know? Is there I, a British Alexa? I know there's a British Siri. Like I'm trying to think of like a really like smooth British accent. I would Justin like, oh, says like, explicit all the way. Um, some people are saying Morgan Freeman should do it. That's not a bad I one too. I wouldn't mind Michael B. Jordan doing mine. 
<laughs> says, I will immediately get the unrated version. Fawn says, I'll definitely give 99 cents be, for Sam's voice. Honest, we are, we are, oh my God, can you imagine? We are surrounded so much by celebrity at work. I go home to not have to listen to celebrities. But isn't there sometimes like you'll hear like a podcast voice and you're just like, I like this is I like, just, I love it. Yeah. Like podcast voice. I just Sadie don't want to listen to celebrities when I'm next. Ooh, in Mina, my house. What about David Attenborough? Oh, I love him. There you go. Like, Maybe. I just think it'd be fun to sometimes, like, change it up and see. Yeah. But Why he's not? too slow. Sometimes I'm like, Alexa, what's the time? Someone's like, can I get Idris quick, Elba? What's Ooh. the weather going to be today? I need a quick answer. David Attenborough would be like, what? Someone said Idris Elba. Oh, that's a good I one. I would. Idris Elba, 100%. Imagine what people... Th this is going to open all kinds of doors, like, for, like, content and stuff. People are going to make all... You're going to see a lot of different things popping up. I'm telling you. People are going to use it to say certain things maybe you might hear Samuel L. Jackson in adverts that he didn't even know about yeah that's gonna be, that's gonna be quite interesting because back in the day I always thought to myself wouldn't it be interesting if you can mimic a celebrity's voice and then use it for like advertisements like radio ads and stuff like that yeah let's see who's gonna be the first to try and do that like it's, it's definitely gonna happen we'll see maybe I might do it myself just to demonstrate who knows be interesting to see what other celebrities would uh, feature on this Amazon Alexa voice upgrade. Let me know who you would like to see on there. Who you would like to see added. Use the hashtag on Twitter, Redesign Pod, and uh, chime in. So that's it for this week. Next week, we've got a special guest. Make sure you tune in for that one. Let me know what you thought of the podcast. We're still trying to get as many reviews on Apple Podcasts as possible. Uh, shout out to everyone that's left five star reviews really appreciate it don't forget if you're listening on any other platform Spotify Acast Stitcher uh, SoundCloud make sure you like comment subscribe all of that stuff and yeah I'll be back for another episode next week take care and bye for now we designed